Hello! Welcome back to She Prop Talk. I am Beverly from Down in Creative Studios, and today I am so excited. I'm talking <laughs> to Amanda. You also know her as Jedi Amanda. Oh my gosh. I am I am just beside myself. I get to talk to you today. Um, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Well, thank you. And you're too sweet. Seriously, <laughs> I'm a listener of the podcast, and I was really excited to get that text from you. And I was like, Yes, of course I'll talk to you. Let's chat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I've been kind of stalking you online for some time now um, because your your stuff is just out of this world. I mean, it's just fantastic. Um, uh, feel... Likewise. Hello. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. um, I can't wait to pick your brain about a certain project that you are working on. But before we start talking about that, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, how how did you start? Where are you from? All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love telling my how did I get into cosplay story because it's yeah. usually way different from most people. Uh, well, first off, I'm from Kentucky, Louisville to be exactly, uh, Midwest Midwest girl, born and raised. And um, I got into cosplay a little bit different because I actually didn't start cosplaying until about 2012. But I've been a professional seamstress and costume designer since 2008. And I actually ah. went to school for fine arts and I have a degree in fine art painting. Um, really? But when I went, to, yeah, I do. I would spin the computer around. You could see my gallery walls, but you can't see oh them. I'm just, like, just stare at Captain Marvel. It's fine. It's yeah, better than I'm, those I'm, old I'm paintings good, anyway. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, but when I was in college, my my uh, thesis, my subject matter were women and clothing. And I painted a lot of models and, and random clothing they would wear or something I'd pick up from Goodwill or, you know, yada, yada. Um, but my mentor was like, you know, have you ever thought about making your own clothes for your models to wear? And I was like, I've thought about it, but I never really, you know whatever. I'm a painter. I'm a painter. Uh -huh. um, she was like, well, there's some costume design classes on campus. Why don't you take some sewing classes? And I was like, I've always wanted to, but I've just never had the time because uh -huh. painting requires a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, sure. So the next semester, like my sophomore year or something, I signed up for costume design and sewing techniques 101. And I was just like, where has this been in my <laughs> life? <laughs> I fell in no love way. with it. And I've always been a fan of costumes, but I just never, I never thought about it. Cause I'm like, it's Halloween. You know, yeah. I like, I like conventions, but I go just to like see the stuff. I don't really go to like dress up. Mm -hmm. And so I started working in costume design and I started working in our theater and I started designing shows. And I was like, I really freaking dig this as I'm still <laughs> working as a painter enough food on my palate. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so but you as were, I started like, never sleeping, shows, like sleep was like out, out the window. <laughs> I don't even remember college. It was a four and a half year blur. <laughs> it was seriously, I was making so much work. I don't even, I have a lot to show from it. Memories, I don't even know what happened. Uh, I was going to say, oh yeah. So my thesis ended up being costumes that I created from scratch and ended up painting them in my portraits. And then that was like my senior show. And then when I got out of school, I was so burnt out on painting because I was just, that's all I did. And I was just like, I don't even want to pick up a paintbrush. And I haven't in a while, which stinks, but there's reasons uh, that I haven't. <laughs> so I got a job as a tailor and, um, and worked wow. in alterations and wedding dresses. This is all before I started making stuff for myself. Oh and my so gosh. I'm making things for other people and I'm doing small time work for our local theater and I got a job working um, as a costume seamstress for our local ballet, at the Louisville Ballet. 
And I'm just like, you know what? I'm so tired of making costumes for other people. I'm like, I want to wear these damn things. And yeah. so <laughs> I just was making my, escalating my Halloween costumes just better and better every year. And like slowly the gateway winning, drug. <laughs> yes, slowly winning like, like bar costume contests and like Halloween. And I'm like, you know, it's mine. I'll, I'll take that $100 check for whatever. But right. like, as, as snooty as that sounds, it's exactly what got me into doing this thing. And then I didn't go to my first con till like 2011. And I just went not dressed up. And that was kind of in the middle of all of that finding myself bit. And yeah. I was like, what are these people doing? It's the middle of June. And I am not <laughs> in an outfit. And so the next convention I went to, which was the same con the year after, mm-hmm. I dressed up as a katana from Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, and wow. I made the outfit. And I made all of my friends outfits that were in my group. Oh, and my we just gosh. We just played so hardcore, and I was like, "Well, I know what I'm gonna be doing for a while." Yeah. And then I guess this is my job, life now. <laughs> it is. It really is. It, it, it came into that, and I got a job as a costumer, and I went back to school to get a job as uh, to <clears throat> get my graphic design degree. And I was like, you know, I just really feel like this is my calling. And I hated theater in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I wow. hated musicals. I hated plays, but I loved working the stage, working backstage getting people in and out of costumes, doing mm-hmm. last minute fixings. I just mm-hmm. love that feeling. And I was like, I really care a lot about costumes. And I just kind of pushed that into working and building my own little brand. And here we are. Jeez. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I love that story. I wish that was my story. Yeah. That's so That's- great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so weird wow. because people, cause I, but the thing is, is like I came into cosplay already as a professional seamstress and like, People are like, well, how did you start? Did you start making like t-shirt dresses and stuff? And I was like, no, I started making Amidala gowns. Like, I took, I was on the high dive and I started up there. <laughs> it's weird but, as that sounds, like exactly how it was. Yeah, but that's great though. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I think that co- the cosplay community is full of people who have done other things that either align or like completely don't align at all with cosplay. Yeah. Um, but uh, what an what an amazing way! I feel like you've uh, as soon as you stepped into that convention, it was like like in a giant door opening for you, like with angels really, like singing, like this really, is really was. the rest of it your really, life, like right in here. That's awesome. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> do you do you remember the channel G four? Um, like, kind from back in the day, they would do like exposés on San Diego Comic Con. And I remember watching them and being like, why are these people in costumes? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and then people would say what cosplay is. And I thought that was just something in Japan mm-hmm. that had to do with, like, anime and manga. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think mm-hmm. it was, like, a worldwide thing until I was like, no, girl. It's something you can do. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I'll do it. That is so great. So is that something that you do full time now? Is that, do you? No, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, that'd be cool. But I just... I actually, I work for a, uh, a wig company here in, in, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. I work for a custom wig company. And like our title says, we make custom wigs. And as, as close as that is to cosplay, it's still not, this is not my full-time job. Yeah. I, don't, I don't go to a lot of conventions as a guest. I don't do the mm-hmm. Patreon thing. Like this is literally my side hustle hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a full, full nine to five job, but that still is correlating with cosplay because I wear our wigs to conventions, it gets our name out there. So it all just kind of meshes together. 
in this weird theater costuming world that I have that is my career. <laughs> Gosh, that is that is so cool. It's it's almost like a Doctor Strange kind of kind of a relationship. Oh. <laughs> so many facets oh, I wonder. of your life. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about that costume. You okay. uh, you recently. Um, the uh, Cosley Culture magazine just came out and um, bam, there you are on the cover yes. with that oh, amazing, well. incredible picture. So I I have been familiar with your cosplay for a while because your pictures like go viral. Pretty much every single p- costume that you make is like all over the place because it's just outstanding. Yeah. But that picture hey. of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. with all of the hands, I think I ran across that picture probably 25 times in like two days. And yeah. I could not get enough of it. It's just, I kept going back to it and like, oh my God, like that costume is amazing. That concept is amazing. This photography is amazing. This composite is amazing. Like this is, yeah. who is this person? And then I saw your <laughs> Queen Amidala. And then, I mean, it's just, what what kind of character <laughs> is like, what are you drawn to? Um <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, I'm getting chills just talking about it. It's just over-the-top, like, beautiful, <laughs> well, like, you. textures or... Um... Uh, I, I'm drawn to, yes, that. Beautiful, mm-hmm. textured, heavy. I call my mm-hmm. cosplays hot and heavy. Not the fact that I'm, like, <laughs> naked. It's the fact that I'm wearing things that are hot and that are heavy. <laughs> and I've never been able to be like, I'm comfortable in my outfits. And if I say I'm comfortable, that means I'm not successful. Yeah, I need to add more to this costume. <laughs> add more, add more. <laughs> I'm really drawn to, and I think that this kind of correlates back to my degree as a costume designer, like mm-hmm. how I would design outfits were detailed. They were things that I would, I, in my sketches and my art that I would paint texture. And that's what I'm drawn to. I want to go up and like touch it and, yeah. and be like, Ooh, this feels good. And like, yeah. I just, I like being able to manipulate fabric to get something completely different than just looking at it. And the Doctor Strange cosplay when I saw the movie, and I've always been afraid a fan of Doctor Strange, but like, you gotta understand like his old outfits from the seventies is kind of hokey. Like <laughs> the collars, like uh-huh. here, it just, it just looks ridiculous. And so I was like, it's oh, somebody's it. favorite costume. It's someone's favorite, <laughs> but not mine. And I, Someone I love a weird psychedelic like, <laughs> thing, but I was like, Ugh. but when when Marvel started making the MCU movies and they're bringing aspects of the costume from the comic book into reality, but making it make sense mm-hmm. is why I'm just like, yes. And I, yeah. I loved Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange and the outfit he was wearing was so cool. It was textured. It was, it was designed well. It had some like, it had some regional aspects of like where he trained in like a Tibet or wait, hold on. Kathmandu, that's it, Kathmandu. And so I just I loved all those like full lines and details. And I was like, oh, I gotta make it. Oh, I have to make it. I get these urges. It just like, it's like, I don't know, costume vomit. And I'm like, oh, I gotta make it. <laughs> You're compelled. You're compelled I'm, to get all that texture. So yeah, let's talk about that that cloak um, because those those details are insane. Um, how how do you how do you approach a project like that that has so many different textures and so many different, I mean, that, that cloak is not only insanely textured, it's also um, asymmetrical in a big way. Um, So how do you approach, how do you start something like that? That was really fun draping that mother. Uh, (laughs) I, I approach, I break it down into parts. Anytime I do something that is crazy, detailed, textured, heavy, whatever, I break it down into into sections because that's the only Mm -hmm. way in my brain can understand it. 
And so I was like, okay, the first thing I need to do is get the shape. And I drape a lot of my costumes on the mannequin. And so I was able to buy this fabric that's already heavy. I knew it was going to have to be like an upholstery fabric. And it is Mm -hmm. good old upholstery fabric from Joanne's. Um, (laughs) And I knew I was going to have to get this right shape. And so once I draped it on the mannequin, I pinned it to hell and then stitched in spots, tried it on. I was like, okay, I got the look. And then I just started trimming in, in areas that I was like, this hangs where it needs to be, you know. Once I had the shape of the cloak, and then I was like, it's detail time. Then be- mm-hmm. then came the collar. Then came that couching embroidery on the back of the collars. And after that, I moved to the to the you know uh, the panels on the sides. And then I moved to the lining. And then I moved to the embroidery. It just it's all about breaking it down into sections mm-hmm. to get your brain to wrap around it. Because then once you're done, you're like, holy cow, I made that. Because so, if you look at it, it's overwhelming. It is. Yeah. It's, but it's yeah, just it's like crazy. Chop it up. It's doable. <laughs> Anything. So if, if you start smaller and then kind of accumulate from there, something yeah. as daunting as that cloak could be uh, a little less intimidating. Yeah, I've definitely experienced that with some bigger builds, like uh, when my wasp costume was totally overwhelming. But yeah, just focusing on one thing at a time uh, really mm-hmm. helped me out. Um, and that can go from design <laughs> to the cutting to or the patterning to the cutting to the assembly, then the details. I think... Mm-hmm people especially with sewing projects and especially stuff that's coming out of the mcu coming out of star wars stuff is so textured people get so overwhelmed and they're like i just can't do it they Mm -hmm. give up like no 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 break it down break it down like write it out i have journals like stacks of journals of me just writing out like even menial things like tack this button like if i write it down i'm able to check that off like you'd be amazed how and what you can make if you just give yourself a guideline and that's a really good that's a really good tip. I make lists all the time at work when I'm like, I really just want to be making my stuff right now and I don't want to be at work. So I'll make a list just to get my mind like mentally in that space because it's a fun space to be in. Um, but yeah, to make something a little bit more permanent um, to go back to that. Um, mm-hmm. That's a wonderful idea. I'm going to start doing that. Do it. <laughs> and you'll be amazed how many sketchbooks you will fill so yeah. fast. Oh, awesome. It's cool. <laughs> um, well, you are uh, recently... You've, you have been working on the most amazing costume <laughs> of the most amazing superhero that yeah. I, oh my gosh, the trailer just dropped and I think I've watched it like 25 times already and I'm going to go watch yeah. it another 25 times. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. You are making Captain Marvel. I Yay. am. I'm making Captain Marvel. I'm making good old Carol herself. <laughs> um, are you, are you finished person. with it? No, 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 no. No, okay. Um, actually, <laughs> I am, I am, I think, honestly, 75% done. Like, okay. the top and the pants are, pants are, are kind of done. Um, but, like, I'm working on, like, the gloves right now okay. and the gauntlets and then the boots. And then once that's done, then I'm going to tackle the helmet somehow. <laughs> I have an idea. Make that helmet. <laughs> I've got to make that helmet. And I just, and I'm so mad because, like, I'm not mad. I love Captain Marvel. And I know she has a mohawk. I've read the comic books. I'm a fan. And I was just like, you know, because at work, we made the wig for my Carol. And I'm like, I can't wait to wear this and promote a company and then also promote Carol. And then she's like, has a helmet on. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> now I'm going to wear a helmet. She's like, there's more and more things to keep happening. I'm like, uh-huh. slow down. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's going along. It's going along very great. But if I didn't have the break it down first, have a guideline, I would mm-hmm. be up a creek because it is way more intense than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you know with Wasp, all of the seam lines of the MCU are something that it's like you know you have to put in there, and you put in there and you get lost. It's a yeah. forest of seam lines. Yeah. So yeah, that I got lost so much with Wasp. I I took so many work in progress pictures of my of my base when I first kind of planned mapped it out on my dummy. Um, just to use it as a reference, I labeled everything like three times in three different places because, you know, the yeah. seams would wrap underneath the, the armpit and then it would get kind of like jut, like jutting up against this other piece. It didn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. how did you approach that problem with this? Well, I won't say problem. It's a uh, um, challenge. Challenge. <laughs> this challenge. And it, yeah. it surely was a challenge because no, and the majority of the stuff that I've done up until Marvel have been gowns, have been things that hang, have been things that are, are, are really tailored to my body as in like a corset and then kind of free drape after that. This is the first time I've really had to think about stretch and mm-hmm. a bodysuit. And having something to have so many seam lines and so many details in that is another challenge because then you mm-hmm. can't you can't work it flat. You know, yeah. you have to stretch the fabric out to the most point, then add whatever you're doing or cut it out to a certain point. And it's been so much math that I'm like, man, I didn't know I was this good at math. But it's honestly, it's been trial and error. Because as I was, because when I was working through Marvel, I was looking at your wasp. And I was like, well, you're using a lot of like engineering style, like map your body out, cut mm-hmm. it out the patterns the way it should be. As in like, you know, in reality, this is the actual measurement from my knee to my, you know, mm-hmm. bottom of my foot. Yeah. Me, I, I don't have that capability, and I'm old school, I guess. And I just cut and cut and paste pretty much, and just <laughs> tailor. I I am taking okay. my clothes off and putting this on so many times as I'm working yeah. because everything is trial and error. And uh-huh. like with draping and things like gowns, you can just throw it up on the mannequin, pin pin pin, stitch stitch stitch, done. Yeah. Here, I'm like taking off the pants. I'm pinning it to myself. I'm taking it off. I'm cutting something that doesn't work to let something free that stands there. And it's just, it was a lot. But once I figured out, you know, the difference between like, am I going to be top stitching stuff on or am I going to be seaming it together? Mm-hmm. It kind of made more sense. At first when I did the pants, everything is top stitched on. And I was like, okay. Ooh, I don't know if I like that until I got it to work. But when I moved to the top, I looked at your wasp and I was like, things are seen together. Themes are, you know, things are moving around. You're clipping corners. You're, you're doing yeah. this thing. And I'm, there was a lot more design, like flat design than trying to push it to that than I thought. Cause I really was like, yeah. I'll just top stitch everything on. Oh my God. No, <laughs> you can't do that because fabric layers and it's hot and this fabric does not breathe. And I was just like, Ugh. um, yeah. But once I was able to figure that out, you know, it, it started working better, I think, but people are asking probably with your wasp, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? How'd you do that? And I'm constantly like writing stuff down, like, this is how I did this because people are asking and I love yeah. to share. Yeah. I want to help people make their Marvel, but yeah. I want to make them, I want it to make, you know, understand. And like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it sends in my head, but I want to make it sense for you. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, so talking about top stitching and uh, flat seams, mm-hmm. um, is that how you say that? I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm woefully uneducated when it comes to terminology for sewing, like the correct way to say stuff. I'm just like, okay. well, I'll put this together and I'll sew it this way. And that's kind of like, that's the, that's okay. the language yeah. that I speak. Um, yeah. So no, like flat seaming, seaming things together when okay. fabric has a seam versus things that are like this. It's like, yeah. how do I explain this in a GIF? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me, I'm like, 
seen. I've seen, I've seen. But yeah, that's well, exactly how that's exactly how I would say, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because when I was when I was putting my wasp together, I mean, her on the reference pictures, um, every there's so much top stitching happening, especially on the yeah. on the on the torso part, and I was really afraid of um, fabrics not stretching with the top stitching. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something to consider when you're trying to figure out what kind of stitching you're going to be using? Um, I am asking for myself because I, I you know, I, I, my, my suit worked, uh, but there were some areas where it was like, I, I don't think I could have a top stitch here because it does need to stretch yeah. a little bit. Is there, um, how would you work around that? that uh, so <laughs> mm, what I tell people, especially if you're sewing spandex first off, if you're mm-hmm. seaming anything, it needs to be a zigzag because a zigzag stitch, like a two by two, and that's the two by two on the sewing machine. Um, because if you just use a straight stitch, it'll pop and you don't want that. So I try to tell people when you're putting together a suit and it's a seam that's going to hold together things that are going to have a lot of stress, use the zigzag stitch. And on a lot of machines, there actually is a stretch stitch Mm -hmm. on my Bernina that I have. It's a really awesome little stitch. It looks Mm -hmm. like a a straight stitch, but it's actually tiny little zigzags that are going back and forth. Um, but the next, yeah, like a little, little lightning bolt. Exactly. Yeah. That's a stretch stitch and that's exactly what that's for. And so I'm trying to like, you know, if you're making things for like the undersuit, use that stitch. But when you're top stitching, you can get away with a straight stitch. However, put like put on your suit and pin it to you with a lot of pins and then carefully take it off and sew it down immediately while you're stretching it out. It's, you know, your suit is going to lose stretch because you're adding more stuff to it. Like the top right now, like for Marvel is exactly my body shape. <laughs> you know, it stretches in the back yeah. a little bit for the zipper, but like, yeah. that's my body shape. And that's because I've sewn on it so much. It's lost a suit versus gotcha. the pants are more like leggings and they will go on and they'll adhere to me. But you know, when you're top stitching, yes, use a straight stitch, but I would honestly recommend the majority of the time using the exact stitches just because you don't want to sit down and then pop, 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 pop. You know, you oh. hear that you have to, yeah. <laughs> you have to think about functionality when you when you make these suits and it just it stinks. Cuz I want to just walk around like this oh, but right. I, I have to sit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop. Yeah, that's I think my worst nightmare. I think I actually had a nightmare about that with my wasp costume because I uh, yeah, I, I had to take all the stitching out of my back seam that went under my, uh, around my back and under my crotch because it was mm-hmm. a straight stitch. Cause I was like, I'm just going to put it together real quick. And then like, so I yeah. try it on and then I kind of forgot it was there. Yes. Um, and then I couldn't sit That's down. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. How do I fix this? It was too, there was absolutely no flex in the back. And so I had to take yeah. it out and add a, I think I added a, a, the stretch stitch in there, Mm -hmm. but I was really afraid that it was going to break again. So I doubled back on the seam with a, with another stitch Mm -hmm. and not on top of it because I didn't want it to freeze up again and and be stiff again. Um, but yeah, I, that was, I, I wasn't really sure how best to approach that, but how is there anything that you can do to a suit like that, that will maintain a little bit of stretch in there so you can sit down (laughs) Just using a zigzag stitch, yeah, or if people okay. have an access to a serger, an overlock <laughs> stitch is what I recommend. Um, uh, the only problem okay. with that is that that minimizes your seam allowance. And so if you're making something that you know you're probably going to alter later in the future for mm-hmm. weight differences or 
you know, if you want to take it in, you want to take it out, you know, I don't recommend that because that scrunches your seam allowance down to like an eighth and you Mm -hmm. have no room to play with. Mm -hmm. However, when making those suits, that is the optimal stitch or the the optimum stitch to use because that gives you, mm -hmm, that gives you the stretch, that gives you the movement, that gives you the the seaming it together to where (laughs) when you open up the seam, it doesn't look like a zigzag stitch. It just looks like a, like a straight stitch. Ah, I love these little tips and tricks. My oh, brain. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Excellent. That's why I like to share because it's like a constant overload of stuff. I'm like, let me tell you about this here. Sit, sit, sit. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, can we talk about your jacket, uh, just a little bit? Um, and whoever's listening, if uh, hopefully there's a bunch of people listening, um, It'd be I, a bunch of people. I, <laughs> yes, hopefully. Um, I, I have been dying to talk to you, Amanda, about this, uh, suit because it is so close to, um, the challenges that I experienced with Wasp. So we're going to be talking very heavily about this suit. Um, but definitely please go check out the rest of her stuff. But, um, yeah, let's, uh, dive in a little more to your costume. Go for it. So, um, let's talk about the jacket. How do you get in and out of that thing? Do you have a zipper? Is it... Are there panels? I have one. I have one big old um, separating zipper in the back, and so okay. it does put on like a reverse jacket. Um, okay. And I and and in the back, this is also a fun thing. <laughs> when you're working with uh, movies that aren't out yet, it's really hard to find images, okay? right? Especially in the back yeah. of the costume. <laughs> Seriously, this, that was yeah. the hardest thing to figure out. And I mean, honestly, I didn't decide to make Marvel till the trailer popped or it was that or the or the first entertainment weekly images which i think was like a week before the trailer Mm -hmm. and all we have was a knee up you know version of the suit and i was like well i can work with that go for it (laughs) however you know up until now like right now there has been nothing and Mm -hmm. so it's been about since september of last year i've had to make up stuff yeah. And I don't like that because I want to be as accurate as possible. Uh-huh. But I didn't recently find out that there's a big back panel to her suit. And I realized uh-huh. there is a correlation between her Star Force and her and her Captain Marvel suit. Mm-hmm. So I could take some of the seam work from that and blend it to this. But I just didn't I didn't want to just to make sure, you know, if it was different. And so I started being like, OK, well, I think it is very similar to the Star Force suit. And then I found a panel that actually saved my butt because the back part of my, my center back, like the, the overall piece on the front that is kind of separated from her undershirt, uh, I mismeasured. And so the center back is off. Oh. And so I'm just like, this looks like shit, <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> terrible. And so I was like, I've got to figure something out to cover it. And then I realized more images were dropping and I was like, oh, she has a back panel. Praise oh, the costume gods. Thank that's you. perfect. So yes, big old like let's hide that back, that, that back exactly. uh, zipper seam. It was, and it's 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 bad Michigan under that thing. But having the panel over it, and then I just added some good old industrial Velcro on the outside, yeah. um, covers it, and it makes it look so much better. I'm so happy about it. But up until that point, I was like, how am I going to cover this? That makes sense. I don't want yeah. something to look weirdly chunky on the back and then if I keep adding more to this top it's going to be so hard to wear and finally that back panel gave me that push through I was like yes finally so the top makes sense now mm-hmm. <laughs> versus it didn't before. <laughs> um but yes it is one big center seam and I'm using mm-hmm. I I'm telling everybody this before I like really talk about the suit 
the material that I'm using is very heavy, as in hot, like okay. hot and heavy. My cosplays. Yeah. Hot um, and heavy. <laughs> hot and heavy. It's the ultra cream fabric from the cosplay collection at uh, Joanne's. I just think okay. it's the Yaya one. Okay. Um, but it's pretty much like it's like fabric PVC. Yeah. It does not. It is so thick and it's so hot that oh, I actually boy. sewed in um, a a shaper kind of Under Armour to the pants to uh-huh. collect sweat as oh, as my that gosh. Yeah. And, it's, and I was trying it on the other day and I've tried it on several times and I can just feel the sweat beating. And so I'm oh, like, <laughs> if you want to make the suit, do some more fabric research, <laughs> find something. I just, I love the look of this fabric and that sheen is perfect. Like it just makes mm-hmm. sense. But if you can't handle heat, this is not a good fabric to use because you will yeah. get overheated so fast. Yeah. So fast. yeah. That's, that is such a challenge. I really lucked out with the wasp costume because her suit was pretty much perforated the, like the whole thing. And I found yeah, some it did. perforated it did. pleather. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Well, costume the, designers. It, that's so awesome because it looked um, like it had a lot of differences between the pleather and then it had some mesh work on there that used yeah. some spook flower, which I love the layer texture on that. And I was like, mm, yeah. kind of wish Captain Marvel had that because her yeah. is very one note. It's so solid. Um, yeah. It's so solid. There's a little bit of color difference um, that I will put in later when it's done. I plan on mm-hmm. going in and like painting up some stuff to give her some dimension, mm-hmm. but it was kind of, it was kind of solid and flat compared to what the wasp had with the textures, mm-hmm. which was cool, but yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Well, gosh, I'm like staring at it in the back of, in the background over there. So <laughs> there are some, there are a lot of areas on her suit that are um, a little bit puffier. They're kind of raised. They've got a little bit more dimension. What did you, what was the process that you used to create that, that dimension? So I looked out, I ran across a company um, at C2E2 last year called So Much Cosplay. And they sell this stuff called Superstructure Foam. And I have used a tons of interfacings in my day with, with sewing and jazz. And I've never used a foam interfacing that's specifically for fabric, not necessarily like craft foam or EVA foam. And you can sew behind fabric and make it work. This is actually made for fabric. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. And it is um, fusible to Mm -hmm. fabric, no matter what fabric. Um, and you can sew through it. It doesn't gum up your needle, but it gives it that raise to where it looks like it's hard and foam, but uh-huh. it's still, it's still pliable and malleable uh-huh. and you can move around in it. And it's, it's really good for collars, structures of coats, wow. but the, yeah, it's, it's a really cool product. And I just looked across it and I, I did some more research and Pellon does have a product that's like that, but it's not good. Like the, the glue doesn't really stick well. It's also double-sided glue and it's mo- mainly for quilting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I've got to be able to use that. And so I got a yard from him, from them at C2E2. And I was like, you know, I do a lot of really detailed sewing stuff. And I was like, I'm going to use this for my Doctor Strange. And I did. And it's the collar is all that foam with oh. wiring. And so I was able to get this cool quilted look if I sewed into it by just mm-hmm. adding in an interfacing. Yeah. And that's exactly what I moved to Marvel. But the only problem with that is that, you know, it's like an interfacing. If you fuse it to fabric, uh, especially spandex, it's not going to stretch anymore. Yeah. And so that was a that was a thing I had to think about. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And that's why I started making panels. And then that's why I started top stitching them on. And then later on, I was like, meow, 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 I'll move to the seam. But the good yeah. thing about that foam is that when you seam it, 
it doesn't chunk up in the seam allowance. So you're oh. able to press it flat. You're able to stitch over it. So it's really good for like super suits. Wow. And so that's how I got that textured, you know, rise up pieces of the panels. It's just a, a certain interfacing that I used. That's very cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. um, it's really cool. They're a great company and I've met them and they're really sweet. Uh, they go by so much cosplay and they're very okay. small, but I have pimped out their superstructure foam. <laughs> no one I've used it for three costumes so far. It gives it gives a really good rigidity to mm-hmm. fabric that doesn't have that, versus having to use a really heavy upholstery interfacing or yeah. or craft foam, which craft yeah. foam is nice, but you have to glue it to that. Right. And then it dumps up your needle and it's tough to sew through. Right. Right. Well, cool. I'm going to check it out for myself for selfish reasons. And um, I'll definitely include a link to them. So that's so much cosplay. And it's called Superstructure Foam. Is that what that's called? It comes in black. Yeah. But yes, that's exactly it. Gosh, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've been watching you putting this together. And it's just so smart the way you did everything in panels um, Mm -hmm. so that you can do like what we were talking about before, little bits and pieces. And then it's like making the, the, the puzzle kind of reveals itself um, as, it you, as it you work along. That's very cool. So let's back up to the, like the beginning of a project like this. Um, mm-hmm. How would you approach this kind of project? Do you create a map? Do you, how many revisions do you do? You do? do you make a muslin mock-up? Uh, yes. What's your process? Absolutely. It is 100% map, mapped out. I am a person mm-hmm. like, my design background has given me structure to where I actually, the, the suit is already created. It's already, you know, there's images out there. I'm still going to draw it out. I'm still mm-hmm. going to figure out where I'm putting certain seams, where things are going, because that's how my brain works. I have to draw it. I have to then make it. And so I have sketchbooks filled with just images of, of the costumes that I intend to make, even though there are already images existing, I'm still going to draw it. And so once I draw it out, I try to map out patterns. And I'm a very big proponent of jerry-rigging patterns, if Mm -hmm. you can, versus something draping. Anytime I compete for a competition, no matter the size, I will think about a costume that I'm making. I'm going to try to make the patterns first. Mm -hmm. But if I'm making something that I know I'm not going to compete with, like Captain Marvel, I'm a big proponent on looking at McCall's, looking at simplicity and and jerry-rigging patterns together to work for you because that's just another load off your shoulders. And it can work good and it can work bad, you know, depending on how familiar you are with patterning. And um, for this one, I actually used two different um, athleisure leggings and like a running top pattern from Simplicity. I was able to use that for my like under pieces. From that, I made mock-ups using spandex not using muslin because that's not the fabric i'm using so i went and got like a cheap dance wear fabric whatever is white and made mock-ups at the top and pants figured out that then moved to the flat pattern then made the suit from the regular fabric and that's what i do majority of stuff that i work on is mock-ups first i mean you have to yeah yeah. Well, it sounds so easy. Just, you know, make the mock-up, <laughs> like tailor it, do it again, and then just make the costume. It's the old-fashioned way. It's, it's, how, it's how my professor slammed it into me at school. They were like, you didn't do the mock-up first. I was like, I'm sorry. You but know, yes, I, 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 le- 
Oh yeah, no, I've learned the the value of making doing a mock up first, um, big time. And you know what? I even for wasps, I'm still learning so much about sewing. Um, I didn't make a stretchy. I thought that some parts of the costume wouldn't stretch, so I tried to insert non-stretch material into my mock-up. Uh, but then I, but then I, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Yikes. an experiment that went awry, and um, I mean, it all yeah. worked out in the end. But um, I definitely learned um, quite a lot along the way. Yeah, sure. you learn fast the difference between four-way and two-way stretch. Oh Quickly. gosh, yes, yeah. Listen, you know, I can't tell you how many times I found the perfect fabric, but it's just not in the right stretch. Like it's either it doesn't stretch, or it stretches too much, or it's not heavy yeah. enough. You're like, but the texture and the color is perfect. I, I just need. I this hate. To work. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that, and it, and that can also be mm. similar to like dressmaking. When I was making um, Anastasia her outer um, fabric is a very heavy brocade. And I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I found so many beautiful silks out there, but I couldn't find the right damask pattern to go for it. And I was like, no, I'm going to have to go into upholstery, which is like couch fabric, which is so heavy (laughs) and hot. And I did and it worked out. But like, there's, there's things that you need to People, I try to tell people, I'm like, you have to think about functionality. You yeah. are wearing this. Like, think yeah. about dragging this giant gown around if it's going to be too heavy or not, you know? Right. It might look good on the shelf. Like, that fabric looks beautiful and it might work, but it's not going to work for your costume and making it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made a, a cape um, for Hippolyta. My first, actually, I made like three different rounds of that stupid cape. Um, and <laughs> I, I had to do that because I didn't make a, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really consider the, um, how the, how it flowed. I didn't, I mean, everything that I got was really stiff because I liked the color. Yeah. That backfired me on me big time. And now I know, um, uh, get a little bit first and then just make sure that the properties kind of work for what you want. And you might have to make some, some, uh, not necessarily sacrifices, but, um, decisions on what fabric to make based on the, uh, what you're using it for. Um, so do you ever, like me, I, I get pretty stubborn sometimes when I'm like, no, I really, really, really want this design. Um, do you yeah. ever uh, resort to um, designing something yourself and getting it printed somewhere? Do you Have you ever done anything like that? Um, no. Uh, the closest I've ever done to anything that is if I've gotten, if I need a specific pattern for fabric and I work through Spoonflower. Um, yeah. But the last time I did that was when I made a Merida costume years oh. ago because <laughs> they did not have the images of her like, bears and stuff for the bottom of the dress and so I cracked that out but the majority of the time I just I I draw it out and see if it works (laughs) old-fashioned way yeah and I'm looking I'm looking forward to trying out more cricket stuff though because of what you've been posting and then I asked Santa for a cricket for Christmas so I think I might be getting one and so I'm like that's gonna help for a lot of things instead of hand drawing everything Yes. I, I use that thing so much. I love it. I love it so much. Actually, just today I was working on my first video that I'm um, going to be putting out on how to, how to use it to cut EVA foam um, because Sweet. it's amazing. Uh, so it's, it saves so much time. I mean, if good. You know, right I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. My next piece is another Queen of Madala and Ooh. she has these symbols that are like these crazy little vinyl cutouts of just this weird symbol. And I'm like, I don't want to have to hand draw that, but I'm like, cricket's going to do that. (laughs) 
Yes, make the robot do it. I make the robot do it. I make it do it for the embroidery. Why not just cut out stuff? It's fine. You do that too. My little sweatshop up here. Oh, right. Um, (laughs) I I love seeing that more people are using that. Uh, the cricket and a lot of people I think are getting going to be pretty happy for Christmas or their holidays because um, yeah I think that that is becoming a uh, an up-and-coming little tool for any cool. maker and a really? lot of people have been just using it for you know scrapbooking and that kind of thing so I think a lot of a lot of folks like me um, were initially dismissing it as like a, oh well you know like what am I gonna do with that it's, it's just really... a paper cutter it's not yeah, gonna help yeah. exactly but but I have etched um, acrylic with it. That's what I how I did my wasp wings. Um, there's actually a separate uh, a, um, uh, attachment that is not a Cricut attachment. It's made by a company called Comas. It's C H O M A S. I'll put a link on the uh, this episode to that. But that thing is amazing because you can. I mean, it's it's pretty powerful. It will etch pretty much anything. But you can cut wood with it. You can cut. Um, fabric you can I just got mm-hmm. a couple of um, uh, a scoring attachment for it for Black Friday mm-hmm. sales oh my god yeah I'm really excited <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with it I really am because yeah. like having these machines help us mm-hmm. to work out these costumes it's it's just exciting because like like you I immediately dismissed the cricket as just a scrapbooking paper cutter thing yeah and then they're releasing like a better version a bigger yeah. print you know, tray area, like nicer cutter materials. And I'm like, I think that'll work for what I need. And then I've seen you and I've seen Calvin, uh Crunchies use it. And I've seen mm-hmm. other people start using it more. And I'm like, let's do it. You got to get one. Santa! Oh my <laughs> gosh. Santa. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Uh, I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Well, it's nice to have these tools kind of inspire some uh, more projects. And, and mm-hmm. once you once you get to a point where you're feeling a little bit more comfortable with it and um, uh, you got to share share your tips with me, too. <laughs> I, I definitely will. I mean, the first thing it's going to do is going to cut some gold vinyl or nice. some gold fabric, whatever I choose for that Amidala dress. It's like I'm just so happy I don't have to do that by hand because it's a giant piece of weird symbol. And I'm like, it's going to take me so much time. And. Marvel's taking longer than expected, and so like yeah. my time is slowly getting smaller because yeah. that yeah. needs to be done C two E two, and then Amidala needs to be done by Star Wars Celebration, which is wonderfully only two weeks away from apart from each other. I'm just like, oh my gosh, uh, so, time. It's it's, it's it's near after Emerald City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's after. I think Emerald it's after Emerald City. Um, yes, because one of my my one of my friends is uh, competing. Yeah, Wait, friend art cosplay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Josh. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's I was like, "Who's your friend?" He's my heart. I love him. Yeah, he's um, making a killer Glenda. Oh, I can't wait to see. I just wish I could be there in person. And he was like, "Oh my god, girl, you need to come." And like, it's way too close to Emerald City. Um, yeah. Like packing in like a travel con during that time is just going to be impossible. Like I'm not a full That's time. A I don't do this full time and I don't get paid for this. So <laughs> join yeah, the club, this, girlfriend. This I'm just is, really yeah. lucky to have both Star Wars Celebration and C2E2 in Chicago, which is only about five hours away from Louisville. So it is oh, a drivable nice. distance. Nice. Fine for me, but I'm lucky. And I was like, I can swing both of them, but I barely, but yeah. I can do it. But. Yeah. Yeah, I'll awesome. I'll tell I'll tell him you said hello. <laughs> yeah, he's giving a big old yeah. hug from me. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I 
could talk to you forever about everything. I hope that you will join me again sometime and we can we can of gush course. over another customer. I can gush over another yeah. costume that you have made. Um, I'll definitely probably <laughs> talk to you after your, after your next Amidala costume because, oh my gosh, your first one is just amazing. So, yes, listeners, please go stalk her online everywhere. Um, where can we find you online? Mm-hmm. Well, you can find me anywhere that my name yeah. Jedi Man is attached yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much got the corner market on that. This is nice. Um, but I'm mostly, I tell people to go to JediManda.com, mm-hmm. which is my website. And it's a blog mostly. And I do have full write-ups of all my costumes mm-hmm. that I've made since oh, cool. uh, Wonder Woman, which was two years ago. So I have full, and, and I tell people, because I get so many questions. How'd you make it? How'd you make it? How'd you make yeah. it? And I'm like, go here, go here, yeah. go here. Because I, I... I can't tell you anything else. I've spilled it already on my blog. Like that's the best place to do it. Uh-huh. And so if you follow that, you'll be able to get to my other social medias, which I'm mainly on Facebook, Instagram. I do have a YouTube and I will be posting tutorials on Captain Marvel, full write up, full video. I'm recording it the whole time because oh, good. she's just going to make a splash. <laughs> and I want to share yes. because it's so much fun making it as yeah. much of a challenge as it yeah. was. It was really fun making it. And I want to tell people how they can make their own. Um, but I do have a YouTube channel and that's also at Jedi Amanda versus Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The good awesome. old fab, fab four. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, gosh, thank you so much again for, uh, chatting with me on this yeah. third episode of She Prop Talk. And, and also, um, listeners, uh, this is, um, we didn't really talk about it this issue or in this episode, but, uh, Amanda is also one of our members in She Prop, which is a yeah. forum, um, that I hope that you will come and join us and yes. show us your work and everything. Um, yes. But thank you again. I'm, again, Beverly from Down and Creative Studios. You can find me on all the social medias on Down and Creative Studios. And please um, uh, like, subscribe, and review. That's how that goes. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> yes. Review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes, yes, And all yes. the places you can find podcasts. Yes. I listen oh, to a and, lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're just listening, um, I'm also trying to do a little bit more with the video part too. So I'm going to be throwing up some images of Amanda's amazing work. So you can check Thank it out you. online too. So, all right. Well, I that's all we that. have time for today. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank Bye. you, Beverly. This was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.